we talk to founders all the time who haven't chosen an ecosystem. And the first thing that everyone looks at is like, what are the successful projects, right? Like where are the high growth startups in crypto? And so the fact that Jupiter is really taking off right now just paves the way, right, for the next generation of really talented and ambitious founders in crypto. And so that's why it's so important for Solana to have examples like Jupiter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lightspeed. Today, we are joined by Maddie Taylor, who worked at Solana Labs as the head of growth, and now he's the co-founder of Coliseum, which I'm going to call the Y Combinator of Solana. Maddie, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, happy to happy to be here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we're gonna describe it as YC. We can get into that later. But uh, yeah, happy to chat about what we're working on and what's going on in Solana. It's a catchy title. So I had to throw it out there, but I will let you correct it. And uh, this is a huge initiative for the Solana ecosystem. It's huge for any builders that are coming to the ecosystem. So we're going to get into those details. Before we do, Maddie, I want to talk about just your time at Solana Labs, what you focused on there and how that led to you starting Coliseum. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've been I've been in crypto quite a while. Um, got into it in college, kind of a Bitcoin maxi for quite a while. Wrote my thesis on on Bitcoin, um, and um, then you know worked at a company called Square and a payments company in San Francisco. Was still pretty into it. Then moved on to the Ethereum ecosystem. Worked at this uh, project called Zero X, and then um, yeah, in 2020 when when Solana went to mainnet. Raj and, and some recruiters reached out to me to head up growth um, at Solana Labs. Um, I think my time there was pretty chaotic. I mean, it was like the middle of DeFi summer. Solana was like not really a, a thing uh, or a big thing at the time. Um, there weren't that many developers. There was many missing components of the ecosystem at the time. So when I was hired, we were just trying to figure out like what are the basics of, of an ecosystem and how do we sort of stimulate more developers coming into the ecosystem and, and specifically startup founders. And so um, I did everything from, you know, non-scalable things. So like, you know, um, I used to work with these guys, Brandon, Francesco, and Chris um, at Zero X, and there was no wallet in the Solana ecosystem at the time. Actually, it was called Solid, but it really didn't really work very well. And so those guys were looking to start something new. And so tried to bring them over to the Solana ecosystem. That became Phantom. Uh, and so kind of worked with them on that. Um, and introduce them to Raj and stuff. And yeah, obviously that, that worked out very well. And that helped kickstart a lot of the, the dApps that, that, that later came on. And so when we thought about how do we, how do we scalably grow the ecosystem? Like what programs, what can we do to incentivize folks to, to try Solana? Um, that's where it's sort of like the online hackathons started. And so we, we ran one, I think it started in October, 2020. It's called Wormhole. It's actually... It was right when Wormhole was supposed to come out um, and be released. And so we were going to run this hackathon around using Wormhole, but then Wormhole didn't get released at <laughs> the time, but we just ran with it anyways. Um, and so that was the first one. It was online. And yeah, we, we immediately got like, you know, at the time, I think we got like 50 product submissions or something, which was an enormous amount for the Sony system. And so we we're like, oh, there's something here. Let's Let's double down on that. And so that's kind of what we started with, with Solana Labs. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great background. I'm, I want you to just talk about hackathons for a second and how important they've been to Solana, because I, I just pulled up a picture actually from the Coliseum site, and it talks about the different teams that started from a Solana hackathon. You have Stepin, Tensor, Mango, Dialect, Jito Labs, Marinade, Hubble, and the list just keeps going and going. 
has it, it, does this happen in every ecosystem? Is there something that Solana has done different? Um, no, I would say it, it hasn't happened in, in other ecosystems. Um, there have been a, a few examples um, in the Ethereum ecosystem coming out of the ETH global events, but, but not to the same level that, that we've had with, with our hackathons. And I think that's because we call it a hackathon, but in reality, it's more akin to a startup competition. It's sort of been an evolved version of it. Um, we, we structure it very differently. Um, you know, like there's no specific bounties, you know, we're not telling people what to build or what technologies necessarily to use. We want sort of developers, founders to come in with their own sort of creative ideas, build what they want to, you know, work on basically for the next 10 years and raise basically venture funding around. Um, and so there's a lot of things that we do structurally that make it different, but, um, I think it, it just became, once you kind of got a few projects that were known in the ecosystem, a lot of the early DeFi projects like Mango and PsyOptions and Marinade and such, it just kind of snowballed from there where people just felt like, oh, if I want to get attention on my product, if I want to, you know, get into the inner circle of the Solana ecosystem, how do I break into that? Well, let me just go compete in their hackathon and see if I can win. Um, and so that's where a lot of the top founders have come uh, over time. And I think when we ran the numbers recently, we looked at, all of the funding rounds um, from all the ecosystem projects in Solana and about 80% actually were, were coming out of the hackathon. So a vast majority. Mm, okay, I got a selfish question for you here. I am not technical. I can understand some technical papers, but I, uh, I've done like two intro to coding classes. So I'm pretty basic. Is there anything that exists for people like me that either do writing, marketing, some form of business development? Is that a thing in Solana or do you see that becoming a thing now that all the technical products have maybe been built? Yeah. So initially, yeah, when you think of a hackathon, you think, oh, this is a developer only kind of event. Um, and that's kind of how it started. A lot of the first... Um, you know, folks that, that competed in these um, in these events were uh, only technical. But as time has gone on, like with our two most recent hackathons, Grizzlython and Hyperdrive, the average team size is somewhere between three to four. And there's usually a non-technical person part of that team um, to, to sort of lead the business efforts. And so we're seeing much more of an existing sort of group of people that know each other or have met each other through um, you know, the online channels that we have around the hackathon, they team up, they use the hackathon as their first sort of true engineering sprint. Um, and then they, yeah, go forward with it full time, um, especially if they win, because they feel like they've gotten some validation from it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to start a community around, you know, everyone makes fun of product managers, but like some type of product focus, marketing focus, like when you see a marketing campaign come out for a protocol, like what is the best practice maybe they missed that we could do better? I think Solana has been really good with messaging lately, um, but especially when you're talking to normies, it's such a big thing to understand, right? Like Solana has the tech and now a lot of it just comes down to messaging and like optimizing that tech. But um, anyways, mate, I want to get to Coliseum because that's what everyone's so excited about. I think this was announced last week. And my Twitter timeline was going crazy over it, saying how big this was for Solana. So can you introduce like what it is and, and why is it such a big deal? Yeah, for sure. So Coliseum is basically an organization that combines three pillars. Um, online hackathons, which we've been talking about, this is sort of like the bread and butter of how we've been growing the Solana ecosystem. Um, and so we're going to be continuing to run those in a similar fashion um, for the Solana Foundation and, and just like the broader ecosystem generally. Second, uh, which is new, uh, which is an accelerator. Um, so we're basically inviting 10 to 15 of the top winners of the hackathon into our accelerator program right after the hackathon. 
and also the third component, which is a venture fund, which we've raised to invest pre-seed upfront in those accelerator teams. Um, and so you hear that, yeah, the, I think you, you led with the, the YC of Solana or the YC of crypto. It is sort of like that, except instead of a college style written application um, to get in, then you got to go win our hackathon. It's more of like a proof of work type type evaluation, which which we were really excited about. And so to wrap all those three kind of components together, um, I think one of the things that um, the community is most excited about is that we've built sort of a custom platform where you can sign up for a profile. There's this co-founder matching portal that you can you know find find your potential co-founders or teammates. Um, and then there's this like forum where you can share product ideas before the hackathon, just sort of like ideate on like what you guys want to build. Um, and we're going to be adding more and more features over time to sort of make the pre-hackathon support and kind of startup formation a lot more um, solid in the ecosystem and accessible. And then obviously the hackathon will be run on that platform as well. And then post-hackathon, the accelerator, we have a private section of the app that um, those folks will have access to. So that's kind of wrapped up what, what Coliseum is. And it's, yeah, focused on Solana. I was just going through the site yesterday and you had that uh, founders matching service type thing or any, you know, if you're a founder, you make a profile and maybe you can find each other. I know that's how some of the squads guys met. That's also how like Tensor with Richard and Ilya. I think Ilya was on a search for a long time trying to find a founder, but that was probably just in Telegram. And now you almost have a central dating app for these people to find each other. Um, so I think that's really cool. I'm curious on this accelerator program that you're doing. So first you do a hackathon. Then if you're one of the, the winners, you get into this accelerator. What are some of like the core components or focus that will be in this. And I, I know having that like mentor group that it's just absolutely loaded with the stars, the Solana ecosystem is a big part of that. Yeah. So just to clarify one thing, um, not all winners of the hackathon will get into the accelerator. So what winning the hackathon is so usually there's 30 to 40 winners, depending on how many prizes there are. Um, that just guarantees you that you will be considered for it. And gotcha. we'll get an interview with us, um, myself and my two, my two co-founders, Nate and Clay. And so, We'll then from there, we're probably in the initial batch. We'll take 10 and try to grow it over time, but we'll take 10 teams, invest in them and accept them to the program. The program itself, we, we talked with a lot of different founders who have gone through many different accelerators. And so we've tried to sort of boil down what's most important and what's like most valuable coming out of something like a YC. Um, and so what first and foremost that is, is like connections into the ecosystem. Again, like, a lot of these founders are not coming from like, you know, Solana Labs, for instance, they're not, they don't know all the developers and all the connections that they need within the ecosystem um, up front. There, there are a lot of these outsider folks or people from Web2 or TradFi that they're just sort of getting acquainted with crypto for the first time, but they're really talented founders. And so we want to accelerate them and help them and get embedded into the Solana ecosystem, get them connections with the right mentors. So I think you mentioned the, the mentor lineup, which Mert is is part of. Um, and um, yeah, so connections, definitely one um, mentorship from us. So me and my co-founders, we were at companies Stripe, Square, um, seeing them from pretty small to pretty large. We've also had experience, you know, a lot in, in the crypto space, obviously myself at ZeroX and Solana and my uh, co-founders um, at ZeroX and, and Slow Ventures. And so so we're going to be just basically on call for folks, like getting them prepared to basically culminate in what's one of the most important parts about it um, is getting their product in a place, you know, finding the right way to pivot it or um, coming up with the right product vision 
so that by the end of the five to six week accelerator, they kind of have a better idea of like exactly what they're going to build, especially coming out of the hackathon where they're just getting to DevNet. So we hope teams are going to get closer to mainnet where they can actually start pitching proper like seed funds, right? Which have sort of moved away from like really, really early pre-product investing. And now almost all funds are, you know, you need, you need some product, you need some, even sometimes some traction with users. And so we're going to be hosting a demo day um, for, um, for the, the batch and invite um, a lot of the top investors um, in crypto to that. And so that, that initially is what, what we have. And then as part of the platform, there's a lot of resources we have. We can't talk about some of the resources because they're sort of private, but they're going to be really valuable. And so hopefully one day we'll, we'll be able to share it. Yeah. Very cool. You often hear that, at least when looking at startups, and you would know all about this, you see so many teams come through Solana focusing on growth. You think about like product, you think about team and market, and sometimes like market's more important than anything. If we're being honest, we don't really know what the killer market is besides like value and payments potentially. So what is, what is the most important thing that people are looking for? Is that team right now, just because we are relatively early? Yeah, for us at Coliseum, I think because we're investing so early and the reason why we're so excited about using the hackathon is sort of the way that we evaluate uh, founder talent is it kind of exhibits a lot of the early characteristics that you want in a really high functioning founding team. So like how fast, you know, they work together and how quickly they can sprint on an MVP and how quickly they can iterate, right? Because almost initially they won't have product market fit, right? They'll need to keep iterating, iterating, iterating. And we saw this through multiple hackathons with the team like Tensor, right? They entered, I think, three or I think two or three hackathons. And they sort of, we could see them iterating differently each time and they were moving very quickly. And then they landed on what, you know, what everyone knows is Tensor today. And so we just want to see teams do that. Second, we want to invest in people who want to go compete in the largest hackathon in the world. Com- you know, having that competitive drive, having that sort of, um, yeah, that that ability to to really dedicate oneself to a product is is really important because things are going to go up and down as a founder, and um, yeah, you need you, you need that drive to keep going. Um, and then yeah, and then I, as you mentioned, like market, like there are certain markets that we think are more interesting than others. There's certain use case verticals that we think are more interesting than others. So we'll shift around the use case tracks. So if anyone's familiar with our hackathons, we have specific vertical tracks that we give up to five prizes on. So for instance, we'll introduce a new track if we're really excited about some vertical. For instance, in Hyperdrive, we introduced a deep end track. Obviously, that's like a really big focus for the Solana ecosystem right now, seeing some really interesting teams. And so that's that's kind of how, how we think about it. Um, but one thing also to know before we kind of go on, I know we're talking a lot about founders and startups and you know, that, that is Coliseum's business model, but it's also important to know that um, why we're not necessarily Coliseum.com and we're Coliseum.org is that we feel that by running these hackathons, by providing this platform, it's just has a positive externality for the ecosystem generally, right? Like not everyone wants to be a founder. If you, even, even great developers don't want to be a founder. It's a tough life. And so a lot of people who enter the hackathon are just using it to learn about Solana, become open source developers in the crypto community, use it to get hired like as a resume kind of item to get hired by other ecosystem companies. And so we feel that like 
yes, we are focused on founders. That is the focus of the hackathon. And that's who we're, you know, is the most competitive for um, awards. But a lot of people, I'd say the vast majority of people actually are just using it like a traditional hackathon to, to experiment with the technology. Mm, yeah, I love that. I I think we're probably early for this or we're, we're seeing the first signals of it, but like going into colleges and getting those students to start participating in some of these hackathons and, and just learning more about crypto in general, I think would be really cool. Um, especially if you can get like your product in front of them. It's kind of like, oh, if you used Excel in college, you're going to use it afterwards, right? So I think that's big. Um, you worked at Square and it sounds like you and a few other people that are in the ecosystem here have come from Web2. Is there anything that you see with founders that come to crypto um, that are directly out of a Web2, say like fintech company? They obviously understand customer acquisition, how to build products, how to market. But is there anything that in general is hard for those founders, first time founders to grasp about what's different in crypto, whether that's like distribution or just the speculation, how it fuels everything? Is there anything that jumps out at you? Yeah, well, I say this is endemic in Web 2 and Web 3 is that, you know, for, there's a quote, I forget who said it, but it's like first time founders focus on product, second time founders focus on distribution. So whether you're coming from Web2 or Web3, I think that's a problem generally. I think people focus sometimes too much on perfecting the product before they're thinking about what the distribution channels are. Because the distribution channels, your first customers are going to tell you how to evolve your product, right? Um, they'll, they'll give you the feedback that you need to, to actually find product market fit. And so that's one problem we see just broadly. But with specifically folks coming from Web2, um, Vitalik wrote a blog post about this recently, about like kind of the core ethos and a lot of the, the ethics and, and the, the principles behind what a lot of people in, in crypto believe um, doesn't always translate. Um, and so we, we see that a lot of these folks see, especially in bull markets, right? The market's hot. There's something interesting th here. You know, prices are going up. NFTs are going crazy and it's hard to kind of like go back to the roots of why this technology was built in the first place and what this technology actually enables, which is to open up new markets, right? I think people get caught up in a lot of this like decentralization theater or whatever you want to call it um, without understanding like what is the product? Well, does the product actually open up a new market that couldn't have existed before? Um, and so... That, that is something we see from, from Web2 and TradFi people a lot that they just don't understand that. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes complete sense. What are a few tactical tips that you have for founders starting a new project in Solana or elsewhere? Like I saw you do one tweet about how it's great to like spin up a, a Twitter account for your new project. And I'm sure you'll have Mert teaching them how to, <laughs> to troll people on Twitter. So like, what are a few other like tactical tips? I actually think like for me personally, one interesting thing would be too, if you see a lot of presentations, is there any big presentation tip that jumps out at you? Yeah, well, first of all, is just to spend at least a bit of, a bit of time uh, on the presentation. I think we see a lot of people like spend, you know, if it's a five week hackathon, they spend 99% of it on you know building the product and then a little bit at the end trying to create a slide deck or a video. So I would, I would recommend, you know, definitely spend some time creating your two to three minute pitch video with your deck um, and, and showing off, you know, the, the demo that, that you created during the hackathon. So that's tip number one is just like allocate enough time for the presentation. And this time we'll have maybe some examples of some really good presentations that, that people will see so they can kind of understand what, you know, what a good presentation entails and some details around that. Um, the other things uh, are don't spend too much time around like beautifying also on the other end of the spectrum, right? Like 
we're not looking for like a, a beautiful slide deck that you would present to, you know, a, you know, unnecessarily like a top seed investor, right? Like we want to see something that's like practical and to the point. Um, and so I wouldn't spend too much time going the opposite direction and like perfecting how, how it's designed. Um, we're, we're optimizing for functionality and like product vision and um, the things that matter more in, in the early days. So um, those are some things up front. Yeah, that's super helpful. So I think that this is specifically for Solana projects, so you can clarify that. And two, does it extend at all to the SVM? So say you're a team that wants to build on Eclipse. Could they apply or is that not a thing yet? Not a thing yet. Um, this is just focused on people building on Solana uh, mainnet. Um, and so um, that that is a requirement of our hackathon. You know, going into the future, we, we think that would be the case too. Um, when we started Coliseum, we thought about, you know, should we do this like massive cross-chain like hackathon and we'll just go to every L1 foundation and like get funded and then, you know, run this thing. And we just, we just weren't confident in a lot of other ecosystems um, at the moment, to be honest. We're not Solana Maxis, obviously we're, we're really excited about it and we're dedicating, you know, our, our efforts to it. Um, but we, we just felt that like, you know, one, just the asymmetric upside at the time when we started this, obviously Solana has become more of a thing in the last several months. But when we started this, we just felt that the asymmetric upside in crypto by far was in the Solana ecosystem based on what we were seeing with all these great founders coming through the hackathon and even not through the hackathon and all these, you know, technical changes that were happening, like token extensions or Fire Dancer, you know, the list goes on. And so we are committed to the Solana ecosystem. And so that's, that's where we can, um, yeah, provide the most value. Also on the accel accelerator level, right? Like we don't want to spread ourselves thin across many different ecosystems and accept teams from from all, you know, Ethereum or EVM or Cosmos or, you know, Aptos. While we think they're interesting projects, like we want to provide the best experience possible for founders in the Solana ecosystem. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you've mentioned Jupiter, how it's... Uh... I guess Jupiter is quite inspiring for founders that are coming into the space and looking at Solana. Um, the Jupe airdrops happening tomorrow. There's a, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on in the markets already today. I think we're we're up across the board like five to ten percent. So a lot of speculation. It's gonna be kind of crazy to see how the airdrop happens tomorrow with just like chain performance and everything else. I'm curious, what is it about Jupiter that stands out to you, and why do you think they have an influence on other devs in the ecosystem? Yeah, this one's pretty near and dear to my heart because, as I mentioned, I used to work at this project called ZeroX, and actually one of my co-founders, Clay, did as well. Um, and ZeroX was one of the first decentralized exchanges on Ethereum, um, and it was a pretty hype project back in like 2017, 2018. It was, you know, ZRX, their native token, was the first ERC20 token listed on Coinbase, um, and and it became a eventually the product became a Dex aggregator. Um, one of the first ones on on Solana, so very similar to to um, Jupiter. And I think what's what's impressed me by Jupiter is just the the team's ability to again, like what we're looking for in the hackathons, like ship and iterate, um, take customer feedback, um, and simplify the experience as much as possible to to make it very very user friendly and use use Solana to its max potential, right? Like. The reason why the, the the speed and the low fees and all the performance really matters is because downstream app developers can create experiences that you just can't create in, in other ecosystems, right? And so I think they've really leveraged the technology to create that with that product. 
And I, I think you're, you're kind of referencing a, maybe a tweet I put out, but you know, all of these, we talk to founders all the time who haven't chosen an ecosystem. Maybe they're coming from Web2 or TradFi or academia and they're sort of evaluating, you know, where to build. And the first thing that everyone looks at is like, what are the successful projects, right? Like who, where are the high growth startups in, in crypto? And so the fact that Jupiter is, is really taking off right now just paves the way, right, for, for the next generation of, of really um, talented and ambitious founders in, in crypto. And so that's why it's, it's so important for, you know, Solana to have examples like, like Jupiter. So. Yeah, Jupiter is awesome. It's like the one product I actually feel okay telling my friends about. Like most other things, I'm like, I don't know if you should use it yet, but uh, this one's like pretty smooth and they'll like want to keep using. Um, you mentioned earlier how this program's going to be remote, I, I believe. Yep. Why, why is it going to be remote and why do you see that as a big deal? Yeah, so both the hackathon um, and the accelerator program are both remote. Um, the reason for that is that crypto is global, right? Um, and, you know, it's hard to get visas sometimes. And, you know, sometimes people are in personal situations where they just can't leave their home cities or towns or countries. And so we've seen this in the hackathon, right? Like there are people from 200 countries that submitted projects last hackathon. And, you know, a lot of the most talented people, they really want to pursue these projects, but maybe they can't move to, um, you know, Mountain View, California. Um, and so we want to provide the level of support, no matter where you live, as long as you have an internet connection, um, to, um, yeah, to go pursue your project. And a lot of times what's interesting is while these products are global, um, sometimes they're very focused on a, a, a localized, um, location and you want to be able to live in that location where, where your customers are. I think people really misunderstand that. Like. You can't necessarily build the best, um, you know, Indian social media application living in Nebraska, right? Um, you yeah. have to be yeah. in like Mumbai. You have to have, you know, some cultural context and like developers and people that work for you and, you know, customers that you have interaction with on a daily basis to really understand that. And so, you know, it's access, but also it's just more practical to, to run it um, in a remote fashion. One cool thing seeing you starting Coliseum now after, after coming out of Solana Labs is you were in Solana Labs, you left, but you're staying in Solana. Um, I've seen that happen with a lot of people, uh, not to reference myself, but I'm doing a Solana podcast now, I'm joining squads. Yeah. Um, I see that across the board. What is it that has made you so interested in Solana and stay here? Because someone like you and a lot of other people in the ecosystem, once you're at Solana Labs or some other big name, someone like Sui or Aptos, I'm just throwing names out there, might be looking for new talent, which I would understand. They're like, hey, we're a new ecosystem. We can throw some money behind you. What is it that keeps you in Solana and that you think would, you know, keep other people here as well? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think I've just spent enough time in crypto um, to, to basically um, sometimes get frustrated with the lack of progress on, on adoption. I mean, this you know, Bitcoin was what released 2008, 2009 ish. Um, we're, we're quite a, over a decade into this. And while we've made great progress, you know, most of the world is not on chain or most of the markets in the world more specifically are not on chain. And so 
where can I spend my time personally and like have a small dent in, in this sort of movement and of adoption? I think that's in Solana. Like I think Solana is really the only ecosystem and technology right now in crypto that has the possibility in the shortest amount of time to onboard the rest of the world, basically in all the markets um, on chain, because I think it's, it's going to unlock a huge amount of um, economic freedom in the world. And so um, yeah, it's, it's just where I think crypto is going to grow the fastest. And I want to play my part, part in that. Love that. Uh, when is the first hackathon? Like what, when do these teams need to get ready to submit and try to get in there? Yeah. So technically the, the hackathon starts on March 4th and will end on April 8th. Um, but you know, the, the rules state basically that you can start building your project two months prior to the start date of the hackathon but you'll just be judged on the code and work that you do during the duration of the hackathon. Um, and so teams can sign up for a Coliseum account today, start finding co-founders if you don't have any, discuss product ideas. That's all happening right now. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, just just get started building. Um, I know Mountain Dow is kicking off uh, pretty soon here in a couple of days. And so I know a lot of those folks are going to be there ideating on products, like finding teammates, thinking about what to build for the hackathon. And so I'll be out there as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, I think uh, this has been super helpful. And also it's great to get your insight as being someone that's focused on growth for the last few years on what you're looking for on teams that are coming to Solana. Is there anything else that you just want to say to say, I'm a founder right now listening to this episode and I'm thinking about either applying or thinking about Coliseum. Is there anything else you'd want to say to them? Yeah, um, I'd say the, the thing I would say the most is that um, as you think about, th there's all sorts of opportunities in crypto. There's a lot of good ideas being thrown around all the time. My advice would be to pick something that affects you personally and solve a problem using crypto that's, that's, that's a you know, personal problem of yours, that if you could build a product around it, it would be something that you know you potentially you know couldn't live without, right? It was so useful to you, and the reason I say that is because there's probably a hundred other people that have that same exact problem that you do, that will love your product in the same way that you love your own product, and then from there, that's where you can expand to the next thousand, hundred thousand, million, so on and so forth. And so, my advice for all new founders um, in the ecosystem and as they look at the opportunities build the products that you would use on a daily basis um, for your own personal use, and then go find all the people that are like you um, and, and go from there. So, yeah. Wise words. Well, maybe, maybe I'll enter, uh, enter one of these hackathons one day. I'll get a technical founder and you'll, you'll see me in there. But uh, awesome. Maddie, thanks for coming on. Literally, this was a really fun conversation. I'm pumped for this initiative. It's like one thing that other communities are missing. It's, it's like content. You don't have like Mert trolling people on Twitter. Not really trolling. He's putting out great insights. You don't have, you know, podcasts like this, initiatives coming out like Coliseum. That really shows. And I think like when you're a new founder and you're looking somewhere to build, like when you see all those things, it's just one more reason to choose that ecosystem. So I think there's a huge... For all the new developers that are already in crypto, but also will be coming to crypto in the future. So, uh, Maddie, thanks for coming on. Awesome, Garrett. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, if if you're uh, if you're a new builder, founding team, and you want to get started, Coliseum.org. That's where you can sign up. So, thanks. Let's go. I'll put links in the show notes. All right, Maddie. We'll see you later.